Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino, and today I wanted to talk about the big lie, as it has become known in certain circles, um, or in other circles, as the Stop the Steal movement. Let's go into it right off the bat. So, there are many people in the United States who still believe that the election of 2020 was stolen from President Trump, that there were all sorts of fraudulent activities, illegalities, vote tampering, uh, name it as you will, And this resulted in President Biden, current President Biden, then candidate Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden, winning the election. Now, there have been allegations of voter discrepancy before in this country, without question, first of all. I mean, one only has to go back in our lifetime to 2000, where, uh, you know, the election basically ended up going to the Supreme Court. Uh, before they decided to stop the Florida recount that essentially handed the presidency to George W. Bush, Texas governor at the time. But in 2020, the interesting thing here is that there there has never been a shred of evidence put forward that there was any fraud that there was any kind of malfeasance by, you know, the the uh, state board of electors, whatever have you, in any of these critical states. Uh, the bottom line is simply that uh, Joe Biden managed to appeal more to Americans. A lot of Americans had kind of tired of some of Trump's rhetoric in some really key swing states, and therefore they came out and they, they flipped – and again, the election, look, for those of you who, who aren't um, Americans, you know, meaning if you're one of my loyal listeners from overseas and we value each and every one of you here, the United States elections these days, gone are the days when a president will win, you know, uh, 40 states, 45 states. That is now history. Literally and figuratively. Most states today have already decided who they're voting for. For example, if I was to, um, if I was to make a prediction on the 2024 presidential election, I could probably fill in over 40 states right now. Then this is three years before the election. I could fill in over 40 states by color. Who's going to vote Republican? Who's going to vote Democrat? And I'm willing to bet, and you know, maybe on my, uh, I have a blog, by the way, which I've recently started writing for again. Um, the, name, the name of it is Shameless Plug, Quidrides de Te Fablo Narter, which means, what are you laughing at? The joke's on you. That was the, um, when I was a student at Rutgers Newark doing my master's degree. I had a column in the the, the Rutgers Observer, uh, the the newspaper uh, there, and that was the title of the column. And uh, 
it was it was a lot of fun. I I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, writing for the newspaper. But and then what I did was after I graduated with my master's degree, I basically uh, I created a, a a blog on WordPress where I put all of my articles I'd written for the newspaper and then started writing again. And then, you know, unfortunately, as things happen, life life happens, things take place. And the, so there was like about a four-year gap between when I was, you know, writing and then all of a sudden there was another gap. But um, I, I wrote an article uh, recently, um, you know, which talked about, uh, you know, Trump and the cataclysm Catalinarian conspiracy in ancient Rome and the the January sixth um, riots and insurrection in Washington D.C., which I I still feel is not being taken nearly as seriously as it needs to be taken. Um, it, it it is it was an attempt to overthrow the government. I've never been silent about this, and and um, you know this has nothing to do with trying to be politically correct. Um, it was an attempt. It was an attempt to see what they could get away with. Um, and to test the limits, to test the boundaries. And, you know, good old Catiline uh, from ancient Rome, he also was attempting to do that. He was attempting to overthrow the government, okay? And a lot of the things were very similar between him and his people. They were disaffected with the way things were going. Um, they blamed the government for being elitist. They blamed the government for not caring about, you know, their interests, Um and Catiline was really upset because he had uh, once more been defeated in his attempt to become the consul. Ancient Rome, those of you who have listened to um, one of my other podcasts will know, ancient Rome, the heads of state were two consuls. They were co-consuls. So every year you had two people elected who basically ran the state. But there were ways, there were, there were all different, you know, it was, it was a tremendous bureaucracy. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, you know, Catiline, having lost, was attempting to retake the state uh, through violent means, okay? There was no mistake about that. And I see the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, on January 6th, they had a gallows set up outside of the Capitol, and um, there were people, I, and I honestly believe this, I honestly believe this, they would have killed some of the Congress people had they been able to get a hold of them. I, I truly and honestly believe this. I mean, it's one of those things where afterwards it was like, oh, we were just kidding when we said we wanted to hang Mike Pence. No, you wanted to hang Mike Pence. And then when you didn't, it turned into a joke, okay? Because you, you know, when you fail, no one wants to admit that, you know, you were being serious about this. Anyway, I digress from my main point. So, the, the, getting back to things, the big lie, uh, as it's called, is the idea that the election was fraudulent somehow, okay? The election was fraudulent somehow. And there is absolutely no evidence of this at all. If, if there were evidence, it would have been brought forward already, okay? There is none. And many Republicans even, well, I shouldn't say many, there are some Republicans who are even saying, this is stupid, it's hurting us. But in a poll that I was reading the other day, I forget who it was off the top of my head. It was a major polling company. It wasn't just like, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, the Ashatino polling of Monroe Township, New Jersey. It was a poll that said 92% 
of people who responded and identified themselves as Republicans believed the election was fraudulent. Okay? So you've got a sizable portion of the American population who believes that the election was fraudulent. And they're still trying in Arizona. They're, they're, they're trying to do a recount now. Um, you know, they're auditing things. And nobody exactly knows who's doing it, who's what. Uh, they're accusing Dominion voting machines of having been, uh, you know, tampered with. Um, all of which is it just, I, I mean, again, and Dominion has threatened lawsuits, and they should. They absolutely should. You cannot make claims against someone. You can't say that a company acted fraudulently. Okay, fine, prove it, or we're going to sue you for damages because, you know, the reputation of Dominion, and I honestly, I, I don't know Dominion. I don't know a lot of the, the voting, you know, the companies that run these voting systems. But if they, if you can't prove they were fraudulently doing something and you're making that allegation, that's bad and it's going to end badly for you, okay? So, but what you've got here is you've got people, Liz Cheney, who was one in the leadership for Republicans in the, in the House, she's going to be removed from power. Why? Because she came out and said, this is stupid, Okay. Uh, there, there was nothing fraudulent. Trump lost. Let's get over it and let's try and focus on working our policies so that in 2024 we can win. Or even in 2022, the midterm elections, we can win. But it's becoming a purity test with the Republican Party right now. It has really become a cult of personality. And the cult of personality which is an excellent song, by the way, Living Color. The Golden Personality revolves around former President Trump. If you are not willing to kiss the ring, you will be removed from power. And you will be replaced by someone who is more of a sycophant than you. And that's, first of all, it's very scary because that's how dictatorships form, Okay. You know, you have to kiss the ring. But it's also problematic for democracy. And it's problematic because you have Republicans. I mean, they booed Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is an individual who, you know, as far as when you talk about people uh, morally, you know, he doesn't have like a list of ex-wives, ex-girlfriends, you know, no one was found dead in his bathtub or anything like that. Um, and, and he's pretty much followed a conservative Republican policy line. He's been fairly successful in his life as far as running for political office. Uh, he's, you know, a multi-multi-millionaire. Now, granted, you know, his father being, you know, fairly well-known in politics before that helped him, but you know what, they're booing him the other week, okay? Meanwhile, they're giving people like Matt Gates thunderous ovations when this man is being accused of being involved in, in sex trafficking and, you know, just all sorts of debaucherous stuff. And, and this is, you know, I mean, where do you... Where do you draw the line? What, what do you want? Well, why? Because Gates is a huge Trump supporter. 
and Romney has criticized. And I think that that's a real problem. I think the Republican Party right now, you know, it, it's they're they're starting to you know the 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 line the the rattlesnakes are starting to eat their own. Um, what you're going to have is you're going to have a more and more radicalized party, and they're going to continue swinging to the right. I mean, the the anti-voting laws that were just passed in Florida, for example, where Governor DeSantis uh, wouldn't let any media in except for Fox News, um, which again, listen, you know, Fox News has, has every right to, you know, do their thing. Uh, but they're being treated now as almost like the official, the official, um, you know, uh, press of the Republican Party. Um, and, and that's, again, that's worrying because if another Republican, someone a little more radical, ended up taking office, what if they said, well, we're not going to talk to any other news stations except for Fox News. They are the official news station now of the United States. That's really worrying, okay? It's really worrying because you don't have any more, any checks and balances in the media. And, you know, there's a real question about, you know, these voter restrictions that, like I said, in Florida, they just passed them. And now in Texas, they're looking to pass them. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's bad enough that we have gerrymandering, okay? It's bad enough we have gerrymandering. Um, but... The restriction of voting, I mean, voting is the most essential aspect of a democracy. If you don't have voting, if people are not given access to the ballot, then you have a massive issue with your democracy. Uh, It ceases to be a democracy. And the bottom line is that right here, what we should be doing is we should be passing laws that make it easier to vote. We should be passing laws that make it much easier for everyone to vote. Instead, they're restricting voting. And they're restricting voting in certain areas, okay? And these areas just so happen to be areas that have large populations of people of color, and large populations of people who tend to vote Democrat. One can't help but think that it's intentional. They're trying to stop the vote. I mean, all this silly things. You can't hand out water to people online. You can't hand out food to people online. Why not? Oh, that's electioneering. That's, you know, you're trying to convince them. No, you know what? So tell the people handing out water. They cannot have anything that says Democrat or Republican or independent or whatever, and they can't really talk. They just can go up and down and be like, does anyone need water? Here you go, okay? And the water bottles, you know, can't have anything on them, you know, political or whatever. But, you know, again, it just gets to the point where, you know, where, where I live in Monroe, and, and funnily enough, when I voted in the last election, <laughs> my, uh, my mail-in ballot, because, you know, with COVID here, Everyone's like, well, we're going to do mail-in ballots. But so I was like, fine, you know, saves me the trip to go vote. Um, it got returned, and it was like, yeah, your vote doesn't count because your signature doesn't match. And I was like, yeah, well, probably because when I registered to vote many, many, many years ago, my signature might have been a little different. But that's that's how easy it goes. Now, I had to go to the county uh, elections 
commission, whatever. And I waited online with other people for about 40 minutes in the cold. And then finally I got up there and they were like, well, you know, you have to redo your signature and then we'll, we'll allow the vote to count. But what if you don't have that time? What if you don't get off of work until after the, the, the office is closed? Okay. I was lucky. I'm a teacher. So I, I was able to go right after school and I was able to get down there. But if you can't, then that's a major problem. Okay. And I'll tell you what, if they could do it to me, I've never, when I voted in person, I've never had to wait more than five or six minutes to vote. But that also is because I live in a in an area that is predominantly Caucasian. And I go in and they're just like, okay, you know, what's your name? Oh, you know, Ashatino. Oh, here you are. Go over to ward whatever. I always forget my ward, you know, but, you know, go over to the ward. And then you go in there, you, you know, count your vote. You, you put punch in your vote. And that's that. I'm in and out of voting in 10 minutes every time I go to vote. Doesn't matter if it's a presidential election. Doesn't matter if it's a midterm election. It doesn't. That's it. Now, I, I contrast that to areas where there are large numbers of people of color and they have to wait online for four hours to vote, five hours to vote. It's ridiculous. It's criminal, really. You're denying people the ability to vote, and you're doing it in certain areas because you're like, oh, we're only going to have one voting station uh, in this city of, you know, 120,000 people. I mean, this is outrageous, and people should be up in arms about it, demanding either more voting polling places or, again, the ability to mail, to mail in. I mean, mail-in mail voting has been proven again and again, okay, um, to be safe, secure, effective, all right? You can't find me fraud cases. Well, actually, there were a few fraud cases in the last election. Unfortunately, all of them happened to be r Republicans. Um, but, you know, you, you can't find me places that, that you know, have that. So let's, let's stop with this nonsense. The United States has a very, very good track record of not having fraudulent elections, all right? Um, except for maybe, you know, hey, if you want to talk about 2016, if you want to open that Pandora's box, let's talk about how in 2016 there were places where the, uh, the exit polling and the numbers were off, the real numbers were off by margins which had never been seen before, okay? Um, and how there were questions about in states like Michigan, you know, that, that uh, elections were certified before there was any looking into what was going on. Um, but, you know, whatever. It, it happened. It's over with now. Okay. But in 2020, it's just there are people that just won't let it go. And I mean, what, what is the goal here? What is the end game? The end game really is, if I may, if you want my opinion, and since you're listening to this podcast, I will assume that, that you definitely want to hear it. A shout out to V for Vendetta there. Um, the goal is to <clears throat> basically sow doubt about the sanctity of the voting process. 
It's not whether they expect to actually get anything out of this audit, but it's basically to say, you know what, in the future, we're just going to audit everywhere. It's like all of the policies, okay? You can't mail-in vote unless you have a valid reason. Who determines it? If I can get my mail-in ballot returned to me because they say that my signature doesn't match, who makes that decision? I mean, I looked at it. It was slightly different, but it wasn't ridiculous, okay? I mean, for crying out loud, you know, if if I had an ID, I, I just got my passport renewed. In my old passport, I had closely cropped hair and I was, you know, almost clean shaven. Now I have, you know, fairly long hair and a decent beard, okay? Would you be like, you know, someone could look at that and be like, this isn't the same person. No, I am. I'm the same person. But who makes decisions about the signatures? And what if you have a situation where you manage to get people in, let's say you're in Texas. Now, Texas people talk about as being a potential swing state in the future. It's or purple state, as we like to call it. You know, it's it's close to being a state that could vote Democrat. Not yet. But the, the Republicans in charge, what happens if they're like, oh man, that's a shame. These 250,000 votes in Houston and Austin, um, you know, they just, they can't count because we decided that the signatures don't look the same. And then someone wins Texas by 180,000 votes. That could happen. It could absolutely happen. It could happen in Texas. It could happen in Florida. Okay? It, it, it's, it could happen in any state where you've got the, the powers that are in charge determine that they're not going to, you know, be okay with letting people vote. And, I mean, it's already, they're, they're removing people from the voting polls. If you haven't voted in a few elections, they're just deleting your name from the voting polls, the, the, the voting rolls, I'm sorry. You can't do that. That's like telling me that, you know, I have a right to vote as an American. Um, you know, I also have a right to, to uh, own a firearm. I never have, but it doesn't mean that you should be like, well, since you haven't owned one in the, you know, 43 years of your life, you know, you're, you're going to forfeit your ability to own in the future. No, I'm not going to, Okay. But it really gets down to the fact that, again, there are a lot of people who believe that this election was stolen and they're trying their hardest to basically break democracy in order to ensure that in the next election, their people will win. And you have a tremendous, I mean... Um, you know, and again, this is not, I'm not trying to just completely dump on Republicans here, but the reality is that if you look at it, um, Republicans won the election in 2000, losing the popular vote. They won in 2004, they won the popular vote. In 2008 and 2006, uh, 2008 and 2012, Democrats won and they won the popular vote. In 2016, the Republicans won the election, lost the popular vote, okay? And now in, in, in 2020, again, you know, uh, Republicans lost the popular vote. They've only won the popular vote a couple of times. And I mean, if you want to go even before George W. Bush, you look at Bill Clinton from 92 
to 2000, he won the popular vote in both of his elections. So it's been quite a long time. There's only one time since 1992 that a Republican presidential nominee won the popular vote. Okay? And that was, again, that was in 2004 with George W. Bush. Other than that, they've lost the popular vote in 92, 96, 2000, 2008, 2012, 2016, 2020. Yet, they've managed to have eight years of, I'm not counting the second term of Bush because he won the election, he won the popular vote. They've had eight years of being in the presidency having lost the popular vote. And that's, that's really not what democracy is about. And before you get people, well, we're a republic, not a democracy. We are a democratic republic. The whole point of the republic is that the, the, the people are chosen by voters. It's not something that, uh, you know, they, they, you don't get to, to say, well, you know, it's, it's the electoral college, which, by the way, has completely outlived its use. I've talked about that in another podcast as well. Um, you know, and I, I am even more convinced it is time to get rid of that and time to consign it to the dustbin of history. But um, because it allows, it allows, you know, states like, you know, North and South Dakota and Idaho to have as much say, um, you know, with senators as states like Pennsylvania and New York and New Jersey. And with the Electoral College, I mean, like I said, again, I could go, and maybe I will, and I'll, I'll put it up for you guys on um, my, uh, my Instagram. Um, I'll put up my predictions for 2024 right now, no matter who's running. I don't care who the Republican candidate is, and for the Democrats, it's probably going to be, you know, Biden, unless he decides not to run for a second term. I think he will, but I'll put it up there, and I'll tell you, I guarantee you, I will probably be 90% correct, barring something catastrophic. I mean, obviously, you know, there are always the things that we can't predict, you know, a natural disaster of biblical proportions or, you know, a war or something like that, you know, that we can't predict. Anyway, so we have to deal with this. We have to deal with this big lie. We have to confront it ridiculously as, as it is, ridiculous as it is. We have to confront it with truth. There was no stealing the election. Trump lost, okay? He lost because he did not have a very good presidency. And uh, let's be honest, had he managed coronavirus from the beginning decently enough, um, he probably would have been reelected, Okay. But the fact that he chose to uh, ignore it and talk about it as, you know, that this is going to go away, then it's a hoax, you know, and there's going to be no one with it at all in, in another couple of weeks. Um, he completely tanked things on that, and people got upset about it, okay? Even people that normally would vote Republican. But I'll tell you, it's, you know, this is the way democracy goes. And Biden, you know, will have the same issues in 2024. But like I said, it's, it's, a very, it's a very peculiar thing going on, and I think it's very bad for democracy what's going on here. Um, and it, it's just, it, it worries me because I'm very concerned that, 
the some of these people on the conservative side are acting with impunity. They're just going about doing what they want, and there are people on the left that are not confronting them. And, and there are some calling them out on it, but it needs to be, you know, that needs to be really hammered home. And, you know, oh, I'm just asking questions. I'm just, no, you're not. You know, there's, uh, you know, the tolerance paradox. And the tolerance paradox, and I'll, I'll leave you at this point. The tolerance paradox basically says that, you know, the idea of tolerance is that everyone gets to have their say, even if you don't like what they have to say. You know, the the famous uh, Voltaire quote, you know, I may not agree with what you're saying, but I will defend to your to my death your right to say it. That's all good and well to a point. But when you have people that are preaching intolerance of others, the problem is they don't get the same rights as other people. They should not. They should be silenced because the problem with them is that if you're preaching intolerance and we say, well, you know what, I don't like the, the, you know, the neo-Nazis, but, you know, freedom of speech and all. The problem is then that if these people take over, they will immediately, immediately silence all opposition. They will go after the very people that were like, well, you know, we have to let them talk. We have to give them these rights. And, you know, I, I am a member of the ACLU, and I am generally, uh, you know, very, very in favor of, you know, First Amendment rights, um, allowing people to to speak out against the government as they see fit. But when you have people threatening the government and talking about overthrowing the government, that needs to be stopped. And when you have people that are making claims that the election was fraudulent and fixed, that needs to be stopped. And, and and people need to stand up for it. Anyway, I hope all of you have been staying safe. I know in New Jersey here, we are about to open up the next uh, level. We're going to 100% in a bunch of places soon. Uh, but please, still, number one, get yourself vaccinated if you haven't already been. Um, there is nothing bad that will happen uh, other than maybe not feeling well for a day or two. Um Please get vaccinated and please continue wearing masks in public um, and when you're in close contact with people and do try and keep some distancing. I know it's not always easy, but it's it's necessary. We're going to beat this thing and this is the way to do it. Until then, until next week, I wish you all a very happy, healthy and safe week. Take care of yourselves and we will talk again soon. Bye bye.